0: You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at the thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.
1: If you're a DraftKings user, you should get your foot on the gas because I got a big giveaway for you. It's the moment you've all been waiting for, Pigskin fans. It's right around the corner, and DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of Super Bowl 55, is bringing back their golden ticket giveaway with up to $55 million in prizes up for grabs. All you have to do is to get your share of these huge prizes is enter DraftKings' free Super Bowl prediction challenge. Once you submit your picks, you'll get a free instant prize up to $25,000. And if you have the most predictions correct, you can win the top prize of $1 million. Download the app now, enter the free prediction challenge, answer questions like who will score last, and boom. Get ready to make it rain. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to its players since 2012, so they know a thing or two about big paydays. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN to enter the free $55 million Super Bowl prediction challenge. Everyone gets an instant prize up to $25,000 just for playing. So use promo code THPN now and enter the free $55 million Super Bowl challenge. Only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner, Of Super Bowl 55, terms, conditions, and eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Welcome back. It's the two stars, one cup podcast here on the hockey podcast network. I'm Shippy, And joining me as always is my good friend and two time Stanley cup champ, Craig Ludwig. Now I want to talk about, um, you know, we were, we were talking about Jamie Ben a little bit and it seems like, you know, it's starting with the last game, having the captain back, even though they weren't able to win that game, they got a point out of her, uh, out of Carolina, but there just seems like there's a noticeable difference when Jamie Ben is out there on the ice, when he's with the team and it didn't feel that way, you know, a couple of seasons ago, like maybe two or three seasons ago, what could have possibly changed? I mean, is it, is it how he's playing and, and you know, like you like to say, he's doing all the things that his coach and that he is asking of his, of his teammates. Is it, is it that, or did something just click with Jamie, you know, heading into, or when Rick bonus took over or during the playoff run?
0: When you get close to that, that silver trophy it does something to you, yeah, and, and I think every step that you take and every day that they were in that bubble, and what they all had to go through, and the way that he was playing <laughs> again' I've, we've talked about this before I, I, I if you go through every round that they won, Jamie had an effect on every single round, and it wasn't by scoring all these big goals, but it was the way he played physically um, you know he he seemed to knock a player out of each round a an important player um and and i think that his confidence came and it was like big daddy's here he's not going anywhere and then when he got that close um and it was disappointment for all those guys and as a captain yeah i agree with you it's it's the way that he has to play it's the way that he came into the league and you know sometimes you know jamie's gonna score goals and but but he I always go back to Brendan Morrow, you know, and Brendan Morrow, all the goals that he scored, he scored all but maybe 50 of them that were outside three or four feet in front of the net. And, mm-hmm. and he wore his heart on his sleeve. He fought. He did everything that Jamie does and has to do. And that's how you lead them. And Jamie sends a message to his teammates. Sends a message to the, to the team across the, across the benches over there um, that you're going to have to deal with me. And, and you don't have to be a vocal guy. Darren Hatcher, one of the best ones ever. You don't have to be vocal. You just go out and you do it and everybody else follows And You know, you have an identity of the team, how you want to play. And and again, Jamie's not 25 anymore. And so he knows that, you know, if you want to get there, this is the group of guys I'm going to have to do it with. Because, you know, I said this too before, you get down the road a little bit here and all of a sudden some of these key guys that are, um, you know your top line players right now, and I'm not talking about Hints and but they're going to be on the wrong side of the 30s. And yeah. so you're, you know, the light shining right now. Um, your goaltenders are in their 30s, and Jamie and you know, Pavelski and all these guys like that. So they and I think they know that, and and that's why the even the acquisition of um, Joe Pavelski coming over here, mm-hmm. um, that's obviously for the locker room too to have another voice, another guy that. Um, has done so much in his career with the exception of one thing. And, and so they've got a common goal. And, and I think that the veterans on this team realize where they're at. And Radulov, don't think he's not hungry too. So they've got oh, some yeah. hungry guys here that, that want to do that. And, and, and Jamie understands that now. And and he knows how to lead this club. And, and Jamie will score his goals by playing that way. Uh, I thought that there were times when Jamie would play with some skilled guys and let's just say Tyler Sagan and Tyler's that guy that can kind of water bug through a bunch of players and dipsy do and things like that. And then Jamie would kind of get caught up in some of that. And Jamie's more of a straight line north south. I'm going through you to get my goals. And when he plays that way, you know, guys watching him on the bench, when he plays the way he's supposed to, if they would pan the bench every once in a while, they'd see guys sit up like that and they look down and see what's going on. And, and that's what you need Jamie to do. And so he's going about it the right way. And, uh, you know, I expect him to continue that because, you know, they have another opportunity here now. um, The way everything's set up, you just got to get there. And so they've learned from that last experience what they they did and what they needed to do better. And and so I I believe that he understands exactly where this team is right now.
1: And I want to talk about, you know, you mentioned – how he was able to knock out a key player or, you know, would, would hit key players and things like that. Because I think on, online there's some back and forth in terms of, is it a dirty play or is it not a dirty play? Because I know on, like, you know, the, the Canes game, he knocked Jordan Stahl out of the game for a little bit with a hit. And I kind of saw people going back and forth online about whether that should have been a penalty or was it dirty or this and that. How does that – what do you think about all that? Because to me it's part of the game. And obviously it's a part of the game they're trying to eliminate in terms of just hitting, but – I mean, this is, it's a physical sport, you know, and, and if the, these highly talented skilled players, if you don't make them skate around and, and make them keep their head up, you know, then they're just going to have their, their way with you defensively.
0: Yeah, with those kind of guys, especially when you're talking about the playoffs and you've got to play against that kind of a player every other, every other night, you find different ways to push them out of the game. And that's what you do is you have to find a way to push them out, and and some of them won't get pushed out because they're great competitive players, but when the right kind of guys are there, and every time you have to go through somebody, and there's that guy again, you know, you kind of take some of their will away, and, and that's what you know, That's what teams will do, and I say that team that Jamie Ben's not going to do that on his own, but right. what he does is he'll be dragging everybody else into the fight, and and when that happens, now even the guys that there aren't the most physical guys they're like well what the hell everybody else is playing this way i might as well play this way and this is how we're having our success and you know we we again I, i go back to the the kind of players that we brought in in dallas here and even when i was in montreal and you have that and and all of a sudden Instead of there being two or three guys that played one way, now all of a sudden there were 10 or 12 guys that were playing what, that way. And it was the other five or six that weren't playing that way. They're like, well, everybody else is doing it. I guess I better do it too. Yeah. And then you become a team, and then you become really hard to play against. And, you know, it, it's, it's a difference in, in having a couple go-to guys on a team and a good goaltender that you have to go through versus having 15, 16 guys that play that way. And they've got some skill, you know. And so it, it's, it's tougher to go through the Army.
1: Yeah. And I, I mean, just to kind of reinforce that point, I was going to actually bring up earlier, you know, when we, we talked about Klingberg, I remember watching him go for a big hit check in the or hip check in the corner, like an old school hip check. And I kind of looked at, I was like, what the hell? Like he never, he never does that. But I think that's, you know, he's kind of doing, and that was a game where Jamie was out too. I believe it was the second game against the red wings. And maybe that was his way of providing that type of play or that type of presence, you know, with the captain being out of the lineup.
0: Well, you know, and and Klinger's got a letter on his, on his chest now, you know, and he has for a couple years and he should, because he's that kind of player. But if you're going to wear those, you have to do the right things. And and I think you have to dig in in all different areas and you can't just be that one trick pony. And and I think for, for John, you know, and again, I think he doesn't want to be known that way. I think he wants to be a guy that can play that kind of game. If that's the kind of game you want to, you know, the other club wants to play. And, And so you know, and I, and we talk a lot about Joe Pavelski and where he was in the regular season last year, what happened in the playoffs. That That's who he was going to be in the playoffs. He got off to a slow start here, but don't ever underestimate that that letter that goes on his chest. Because now this year, when when Tyler went out with his surgery and injuries and things like that, and Pavelski got a letter, now all of a sudden he, he knew he was rec- recognized as, as a yeah. leader. And I think that gives him a lot more confidence to speak up. I, I don't know Joe in the room, but I know that, you know, when you come into a team like this, and when you're, you're told why you're here and, you know, we're looking for that guy that can kind of put us over the hump and we need some more leadership here in this area, in that area. It's not easy to walk into a room of, you know, 22 guys that you you've never played with um, on the same team before. And all of a sudden try to be a leader, but, you know, he went through it last year and, and it's look at his game now. I mean, again, I know we're only six, seven games into this thing, but uh, what's he got 10, 11 points already in six, seven games and yeah. a couple goals yeah. again tonight. So, um, you know, and for guys sitting on the bench to watch that, that, that's how you lift up other guys. You go out and do what you're supposed to do. Do your job and only your job. Because once you start trying to do everybody else's, you know, the less more the, the, the more things you do, the less you do well. And so I think what happens is those guys understand what their roles are Everybody has a role and and they're going to live up to that. Now, what have you thought of the, you know, the
1: defensive side of the Dallas stars, you know, early on, if things looked pretty good between the deep hearings, like, well, have have you, what have you thought about, um, you know, Mark Pissick and his, his, his Dallas stars tenure so far? Um, Have you, have you seen anything that, that worries you or bothers you from them defensively?
0: No, because I think uh, he knows who he is. I think the club knows who he is. The players know who he is. He's going to give you minutes up front as a forward some nights. He's going to play on the back end some nights. Um, you know, and if they've got their guys up and running back on the on the defensive side, probably the way he's going to get in the lineup is be on that third lineup there. And I don't think he's going to change his game. He'll block shots, he'll hit people, and he'll go to the front of the net. <laughs> that's all part. That's why guys like that survive and play for a long time. They, they don't try to do things that... That they're not supposed to do and things that they don't do. You're here for a reason. You you have this role on this team.
1: Yeah.
0: And and once you start getting away from that, um, is when you first you get sat down and say, listen, you know this isn't working for it because of this. Um, but but that's what happens when you get you know players that have been in the league for a while. You know they've been through different coaches, different clubs, and they hear the same message everywhere they are. And if the like if it doesn't click, it doesn't click. And and I think that. There was a reason they look for players like that. I don't like calling players utility players, but in his case, I meet in a different sense. I don't mean that you can come in and out of the lineup. He can play in different positions. Right. It's not easy to be a defenseman and go play up and forward. Um, you know, it's a totally different game. There's a lot of skating that goes on. But you know what? He may play <clears throat> eight minutes a night, or he might play 12 minutes a night. And I don't think it's going to affect anything that's on him. And, and I think that the guys that are playing with him know exactly what they're going to get.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I've been pretty... You know, encouraged by the just the early, you know, his his early performance with the Dallas Stars for a lot of those same reasons. And, you know, I was DJing one of the games where he ended up playing at forward because Rope was a last minute scratch from the lineup. And I was looking up, I was like, Why is thirteen like all the way in the other end? I was confused for the longest time. I was like writing it down, I was like, <laughs> yeah, ask buds about this. And then like later on, you know, it came out or I found out that he you was thought out that he was playing
0: forward that night?
1: Yeah, and I was like, oh, it yeah. makes a lot of sense. Like, I didn't know that in that situation that he would just bump up to the forward spot that they would rather. Because you were
0: paying too much attention to playing Taylor Swift shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. I, actually, you'd be proud of me. I've, you know, I've DJed four games now and I've played Backing zero. off a games. little bit? I've, I've played zero Taylor Swift, so. That a boy. <laughs> I'm, just waiting to, I'm just waiting to hear that you're in the stands before I can uh, drop some Taylor Swift for you. If you got any pull with some tickets, I'll be there. All right, all right. We'll see what I can do here. I feel like you should have all some right. cool tickets. You're in that picture behind you that you know <laughs> brought the one Stanley Cup to Dallas.
0: That just that just means you're a has been. Oh, really? Things. Yeah, well, that's, yeah. That,
1: that's a really cool picture to say you're a has been. I'm just saying I would take that. <laughs> um, let's talk about you know the rest of the division and things like that because it's kind of shocking just based off watching the Hurricanes and the Stars play that the hur- the Hurricanes right now obviously they've only played six games and they got some stuff going on, but that they've got the 10 points and it's actually the right now, the central up top is really crowded. You got the blue jackets who just kind of seem, you know, they got four games in hand, they Played a lot of games though.
0: Yeah. And and, played like 11 games, 11, 12 yeah, games or something like that. Yeah. 11 games. So they've got a little bit, you know, their,
1: their, their numbers are a little bit inflated right now, but you know, are you surprised by any of these, you know, in any of the starts by any of these teams? I think, I think I knew, the Panthers were a good team, but I didn't know that they were going to be quite this good, I think, is my one um, assessment. I really haven't been able to watch a lot of them because they haven't played the Stars yet. But And they seem to never be on whenever I'm looking around the NHL. I try to watch the Central Division if it's on, um, you know, if the Stars aren't playing. But what are your early takeaways from the, uh, the Central Division so far, you know, outside of the Dallas Stars?
0: Well, I, I think it's going to be a three-team race. And I think that uh, Carolina, Dallas – Tampa, and then uh, you know I think Florida. We'll see. Florida's off to a pretty good start. They they haven't got a lot of games played yet. Not even know if Bobrovsky's been the the best the best goaltender there. But <clears throat> they made some changes. I think that with Joel Quenville being their coach, I think they've he's got he's got some people there now that that understand the system. I think a lot of players are understanding it. Hornquist um, they brought over from from Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, a guy that's got a couple Stanley Cups. And so <clears throat> I think they brought some guys that have been there, done that kind of thing. I think what they were missing in Florida was uh, probably some leadership. And um, and so I think that Quenville's got those guys going. But I, but I think that that's, to me, that's the teams that we're looking at here. And so there's four or five teams for me, maybe even four. And so it's just going to be, if they all play up to their capabilities, Florida, I guess, is a you know wild card. Yet I don't know what they're going to be like, but they're off to a pretty good start. And, and um, Florida, by the way, they've they've played so
1: far the Blackhawks, the Blue Jackets, and the Red Wings. Yeah. Uh, so they haven't played the Canes or the you know the Stars or the Lightning just right. yet.
0: Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. I, I think what it is, it, it's all about the the pecking order at the end. You know, when the when the final four are there, you know, what place what what spot are you sitting in, and and that really doesn't matter that much because you're probably going to have a pretty good book on any team that you're going to play in the first or second round. You should have a good book. Exactly. And so I think that they're all going to know a lot about each other. And and so it'll be, it'll be good. I mean, the rivalries are going to already be there before the playoffs even get started. And and so, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the playoffs. So, you know, that's what I think. That's what I think happens in, in the central you know, you can look in the North Division. I think Montreal and Toronto are the two teams there. Mm-hmm. Montreal looks really, really good. Um they look really good. Well, they keep on playing Vancouver. They keep kicking the hell out of them every night. tofoli just scores every night. He's got he scored his ninth goal tonight. Did you well, see his okay.
1: goal? Did you see his goal he scored tonight? No, I did no. Oh my gosh! You have to look it up after this podcast is over because it is.
0: Well, I see them all. I watch every one of them. But <clears throat> but it is he was, he's happy. He's playing, and it's funny because he came from Vancouver. You know mm-hmm. those kind of things are happening. You know, and then <clears throat> and then you got the one in the West where uh, it, it's hard for me to to believe that Vegas isn't going to be there. That probably comes down to injuries. What's going to happen with uh, you know McKinnon and Colorado? Uh, St. Louis is there. So I think they've got three, four teams that are pinned into those spots too. The surprise over there is probably Minnesota. Um, they've to be playing pretty good. Kaprasov, this uh, I believe that's his name, Kaprasov or something like that. Or um, he's a pretty interesting number ninety-four. It's all I know. Um, he's a pretty interesting player, and he looks really, really good. Um, so I think there's a couple other uh, other teams that are that may be fighting for that fourth spot, but. Um, you know, for the most part, I think the the East is the one that's who knows? <clears throat> East is the toughest one with all of the Boston and, and, and Washington and the New York teams. The Islanders haven't gotten off to the kind of start that I don't think that they've expected. Um, Philly, I think, is a real good club. Um, so those guys, every night, you're playing a team that you could be playing in the in the first round of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, here, if you're playing, well, right now, you know, the Chicago's or Detroit's or, you know, those kind of teams, um, it's a little bit different. The North, the, you know, the Canadian teams, uh, you know, there's probably three teams there. They're probably in the same boat. Toronto, Montreal, Vancouver is not what they thought they were going to be. Edmonton, I mean, the same two guys are carrying the load there. Um, so, but but the East is definitely the, in my opinion, the East is the most competitive uh, I think that the Canadian division is probably the weakest division overall. I think there's a couple teams that are kind of starting to separate themselves. But um, other than that, um, you know, again, the same teams, like, like I said before, I expect Vegas to be there, St. Louis, uh, Colorado. We all expect that, but we'll see how long uh, McKinnon's out for and what kind of an effect that has on that team. Well, we know what kind of
1: effect that Ish Beardworks has on uh other people oh, look, at
0: seg- look at the segue there. Good on men you. and their
1: beards. Did you know 15 out of 10 of the best hockey players of all time have glorious beards? Don't check my mouth, I'm pretty sure it's right. That may or may not be true. But if you want that Stanley Championship quality beard, check out Ish Beardworks and Men's Hygiene. They make lightly scented, handcrafted, all natural men's grooming products for the man who wants to look good without smelling like a pine tree farted in his face. And guess what? They donate a portion of the profits to charities that support children in foster care and awaiting adoption. So, not Only are you getting your beard game right, you're helping out a kid in need as well. So go to ishbeardworks.com. That's ish, I-S-C-H, beardworks.com, and check everything that they have to take your beard game and hygiene to the next level. Ish Beardworks is the proud official sponsor of this official Dallas Stars-focused podcast and official creator of the baddest-ass beards in all of DFW. It's the ish, so
0: can you. Now, Luds, you know, one thing... I think that. Hey, one we, thing I want to say: my UPS driver must have COVID or something like that because we talked about my my beard package coming last week, and okay. it still ain't here. No, I got I it. I you actually, got one already. Yeah, you got one. Figure that. You're no, the guy on I the need, phone with them all the time.
1: I need I need to get your address actually, not over this podcast, but just yeah, text it really? to me. You have a um, you have a, um, you, have a um, you have a package that will be sent shortly. Oh, so, okay. It's right. beard Wiki works. we gets get to get <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Luds, is it too early to start thinking at all about trade deadline acquisitions or what the team needs? You know, because well, I, I, I believe that the deadline this year is April 21st, I think.
0: I believe that. Be I, I, I don't know. Right. Yeah, I don't know how. I just think it's going to be difficult for all of them. Number one, if you're not doing something now with the Canadian team in the North Division, you're not getting that player for two weeks between quarantine Correct. and everything that they have to go through. So that takes out one division. Um, who are you going to play against? Like, who, who are you – are you going to play against Tampa? Or are you going to – you know, who are you meeting in the first round? You really want to trade with, with somebody, you know, in the – there? Right now – right now they're, the, the cap is flat. So money, you know, that's the biggest issue. What are you doing about the money? I mean, the, the Stars are – I don't know where in the salary cap. They Last I heard, they had a couple of million, you know, in free space. But mm-hmm. so – you know what? Do you, what are you trading? Are you trading for two players that are the same players? Um, and uh, I, I just don't know how how they're gonna. I don't expect anything big. I think we saw what was big, you know, Columbus and and Winnipeg. Right, um, right. So I don't know if there's going to be. I and mean, we're talking about a number one centerman for a player that can score fifty goals at some point in his career. So that I would consider that a pretty big, pretty big uh, uh, deal.
1: And, and um, I was just asking more in terms of. Cause I watched the team and I really don't think that they have any super glaring needs. Like I like the youth that they've got in, in the mix yeah. with the veteran players as well. Um, obviously Delandre did not play tonight um, against the blue jackets, but he's been a real bright spot for the Dallas stars so far. And it's funny, you know, we talk about Brendan Morrow because some of the stuff that he's doing right now and he wears number 10 reminds me of a lot of the stuff that Brendan yeah. Morrow was doing yeah. when he wore number 10 for so long for the Dallas stars. Is that? Yeah. Do you think that's a pretty, like, accurate comparison? There. I mean, I don't think that they're exactly the same player. I think Ty Delandro will score more goals from further out than Brendan Morrow did. But yeah,
0: we'll, we'll see. I don't know. I think he's. I think he's got the want to go to those places. He plays the game the right way. Um, and again, for me, I believe he's only 20 years old. So a kid that's 20 years old, he knows who he is. He knows how he's fitting in uh, with this team. They're giving him plenty of opportunities. He's Playing on the power play, on the penalty kill. Five on five, he's playing in all situations, so that there's no question that they feel that they have a good one there. Um, and there's going to be times that his game is going to drop a little bit. That's just natural for young players. So, but I don't know. I don't know if he is going to be the guy that's going to score, you know, twenty goals a year or thirty. Uh, I, I would say that he's probably going to be a fifteen to 20, 25 goal scorer in his career when he gets up and he's in that in that in that vein. Mm-hmm. Um, so, which is. You know, that's great. And yeah. you, you, you can't afford to have, the, you know, three 30-goal scorers on your team anymore, especially until the salary cap does something when they have some money to spend, mm-hmm. uh, when they tell them that they can start uh, putting some more people in the buildings and advertising and everything else. So, uh, <laughs> but, but they do. I think they've got a good balance. And, and I think what they're doing is they're, you know they've got their board up there and they know when this guy's going to turn 37 and this guy's going to turn 36 and he's slowing down a little bit and we can take this player here and we can move him up there at that time and that's what you got to do i mean you got to be ready to to interchange pieces at some point <clears throat> and so and it's all through the draft you know that that's where teams are building they have to build through the draft now and so uh the only the only problem with that all the time is if you keep finishing in the middle of the pack and you just in the playoffs and you're just out of the playoffs, it, it's hard to get good picks. You know? right. So you, you got to suck. That's like all Imagine,
1: that's true. You, imagine <laughs> the Dallas Stars without Miro in. Yeah, you know?
0: exactly. Totally. You know,
1: you, they had to suck to get that guy. Yeah, they got yeah,
0: you got to finish in the bottom three, four teams in the league. You got to tank or, you know, whatever it is. And, and that doesn't even guarantee anything because you're, again, you're, you're drafting kids that are 16. and now if they're the top 3 or 4 picks then everybody can't be wrong. Like right. everybody ranks these kids, you know, 1 through 3 or 1 through 5, you're not wrong there. So uh <clears throat> but you know they they don't have a crystal ball, but they do have a blueprint and uh, you know it's 4 or 5 years down the road when this guy's going to be at this age and this one's going to be at that age and so I just think right now it, it's going to be so hard to make any kind of significant deals. I think you're going to be able to pick up a couple players here to maybe boost your lineup you don't have some depth at, at a couple different positions, but I think that they've got a pretty good stable of defenseman that they're looking at here for, for a while. Um, and then I think up, up front, I, I think there's some, some pieces that they like when a couple of these other players are getting to the point where they, they become less effective.
1: And that's one thing that we do need to give the stars props for, because for the longest time it was, they can't draft, they can't draft, they can't draft. And now, that you're watching a lot of these youngsters start to get some time, and obviously Miro's doing his thing, and he's an incredible player. But guys like DeLandria and even Joel Esperant and and um, Hanley, like all these guys are coming up, and it's not like they're asking them to come up and save the day or even like Ranta, you know, who's out right now with an injury and isn't expected to play this week, but hopefully next week he'll be back on the, on the ice yeah. for the Dallas Stars. But, I mean, these guys, whether it's a first-round pick, third-round pick, it seems like the Stars front office has figured out you know, or at least the last few years, they've gotten gotten a pretty good idea of what players they need to be selecting in these NHL drafts. It's working out for them.
0: Well, they're they're they've been in positions where they can go pick them. You know what I mean? But yeah. again, if you're going to keep going to the Cup Finals all the time, you know, and you're going to finish in the top, you know, top of the league, you're not going to get them same kind of picks all the time either. So, oh, so Ottinger? Ottinger was a pretty late draft pick, wasn't he?
1: Wasn't he in the I late twenties? I,
0: I thought he, no. Oh, you mean in the first round? Yes, yeah, in the first round. Yeah, well, I don't call that a late pick. <laughs> not, not the oh, first okay. rounder is not considered a late pick? By are you, the way. So yeah, like, I thought you meant. Like, I thought you meant. Jamie meant... Ben. Jamie Ben was a fifth rounder. Right. Berg was a fifth rounder. Those are those right. are late picks that pan out. You know, like you know, how the hell did you find that guy? I thought you were you know talking I mean? about. Like... I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say number number fifteen or twenty or twenty five is a late pick. <laughs> I think that's yeah. a, that's a pretty. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. And, but it's but it's rare. It's you know a lot of teams don't like picking goaltenders that early. You know, because they take a long time to develop. They take, you know, you got to play, go back to junior, and then they got to play two, three years in the minors. And so you really don't get to see that kid until, you know, four, five, six years down the road. Well, it looks like they made a nice pick, though, with uh, Jake Oettinger.
1: I was, I was yeah. a little bit, you know, and he looked good in the Stanley Cup final last year, but he, what, there wasn't a lot of action around the net. No. You know, you didn't yes. really see him, you know, from start to finish, obviously. And you really didn't see him, you know, with a, with you know the avalanche or a team like that really pressing, and you know he's probably right. not ready for those moments yet. But it, I was just well,
0: it, it left me you for a, little... a look tonight, right? You yeah, had a good look true. tonight with things going on around the front of the net, true. coming out from behind the net, some traffic. The the one from the point that came in tonight. So, you know, like I said, around the net, what we've seen tonight, I, I don't think that's any book on him or anything like that, but. But again, you don't get that stuff in practice all the time at a steady diet either. Not everybody's going 100 uh, when you're practicing all the time. So, uh, and yeah, you're right. He he had mop up duty in, in a few things last year and came in some games. You know, when either they were lopsided one way or lopsided the other way. So, um, and and when those kind of when those kind of times come, not everybody's got their foot on the gas the same way either. So, mm-hmm. um, but again, it, it's a process with these guys, and and really for for goaltenders, it, it really is a process.
1: Luds, we got the uh, big game coming up, the Super Bowl. Who do you got in it? And I'm sorry, uh, it's a little bit late, but I'm sorry about your Packers. Does that affect at all who you're cheering for here?
0: No, no, not at all. And you know what? I I believe that uh, I'm smart enough to believe that KC's got the best team in the, you know, The slickest quarterback but you don't bet against that other guy you never
1: bet against tom brady
0: you do not and i think that uh, what they've got there is they've got a defense that seems to be coming around and it'll depend on if they can if they find a way to plant you know that quarterback a couple times and and keep them in the pocket and keep them there but otherwise uh, i i just got to believe that the guys with the most talent on that team and the best quarterback in the league right now in Mahomes, is is going to win
1: yeah, that's kind of what I'm
0: thinking too. But I don't don't go, don't go against that guy. I'm
1: not. I'm not. I can't. <laughs>
0: yeah. I can't. Um, and I, I, the line is like three, right? I, I, the last yes. I heard it was like three. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and I, I'm I, not. Speaking of three, now Carolina tied the Blackhawks. Now they're in overtime, three-three. They were losing. That's what I mean. You know, so they can still find a way to keep you know keep the points the same. But even if they, even if they, even if they lose tonight, at least they, you know, Dallas keeps that one point lead on them. So, yeah, that's what it's going to come to every night. Your scoreboard watching with the way this thing is set up. Yeah, uh, it'll be interesting. You know what? <clears throat> the other thing that will be interesting to see what how this all pans out if you get to the end of the rainbow and not everybody's played fifty six games. You know, and there. Oh they're all, yeah, because like, I hear Buffalo in New Jersey now. Ten guys got. Uh, tested their covid now and so they're uh, canceling some games and so um how, how they're gonna how they're gonna do this obviously they're, they're gonna they have to be doing it by a winning percentage at some point the american league does that anyways i believe that there's some teams that don't play the full whatever they play if they play 74 games a year there's some teams only playing 60 some and they use the a percentage so but what happens if you know this thing whole goes sideways and all of a sudden there's a couple teams that only have 30 games in it but yeah anyway that's nothing to worry about now we're we we just got started down this path yeah
1: we just got started down this path and we finally have consistent nhl hockey happening which for yeah. a long time we ordered, we recorded these podcasts with zero hockey to talk about and it was all off season storylines so it's nice to at least be able to look around the league and talk about injuries or talk about whatever it is going on or even players getting COVID. Like I mean, obviously you wish them the best, but just the fact that there's anything to be talking about is yeah. definitely – I don't mean those things are what I'm looking forward to talking about. <laughs> I'm just saying I yeah, miss
0: yeah, I, you sure did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Our goals are awesome, Tyler Toffoli goals is what you know. Stuff like that is what we like to talk about. But we need we need we need hockey highlights. Yes, highlights every exactly every go. single day. There you so. go. I'll help you. Bloods, <laughs> thank you, Luds. I appreciate uh, the help as always. Um, yeah. You know, it's always it's always good talking stars hockey with you, and I look forward to doing it again. Uh, in about a week. What do you say we do it then?
0: You got it, Chip. There's more. There's some more hockey next week. I heard.
1: Oh, no way. All yeah, right. We'll look, yeah. look for, we'll, we'll be ready for all the exciting plays and all the positive things that happen in the sport of all hockey. Right. That's what we'll talk about next I'll be week Waiting for my package on the star two stars, one cup. Yeah. Just text me your address. All right. <laughs> all right. Appreciate everybody uh, for joining. Please uh, rate, subscribe to the podcast, all that good stuff. And uh, we'll see you a week from now on the two stars, one cup podcast on the hockey podcast network.